2: With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, December 26th, 2022, Season 18, Episode number 96. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. We're coming off a big win. Cowboys win 40-34. to 34. They stay in contention for the NFC East title uh lots of things to talk about there because uh Philadelphia looks like they may have lost their uh their right tackle uh their their one of their cornerbacks is now out don't know if the quarterback's going to play there's a lot of things going on with Philadelphia so Cowboys still in it we'll see how this thing goes over the last two weeks and I just read this morning that Tennessee Actually, their game, all their final game of the season, really is what counts for them. This game might not matter at all for them. Again, lots of things to think about. We'll get into some of that other stuff later, but today we're going to focus on the game and a rehash what happened on Sun on Saturday afternoon. Let's start with the stories of the game. Nick, what did you think was the big overall storyline coming out of this game?
3: Dak, I thought Dak uh, Prescott showed the mental toughness that he always preaches and that, that that you want your quarterback to have. He threw another interception <laughs> and it's 10 to nothing before anyone's even settled down. And he comes back, gets booed, comes back and has a great finish to that game. And he just basically willed the offense to to scoring that many points. And so you know, I mean, he, he's got his flaws but but the stuff you love about Dak was on display there after that pick. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different guys that stood out in that game in general. But I think that Dak absolutely takes the win overall because of that. I mean, as soon as that interception happened, and that one was absolutely all on him. There's no discussion yeah, yeah, about right. it. It's not like, oh, it was somebody. Yeah. No, this was all Dak. Yeah. But the fact that he has that mental toughness and to keep, like, stay focused and come back and play the way that he did, I think it shows the reason why he's here and why so many other people back him up and he was able to finish that game and that game I mean the defense got a lot of takeaways later on but I think the way that that the offense was able to carry the game was was really good and this is a part of the year right now where it seems that the offense is going to have to keep stepping up their game to kind of be able to win games with kind of some of the defensive struggles that they've had so far? It's a
5: resilient football team, It very resilient. And they, uh, they got down a couple different times, looked kind of bad. Even the final drive of the game was just, you know, you're holding on to everything you got. And, uh, you know, they were able to take advantage, as you mentioned, Derek, of the right tackle, Lane Johnson being out. They put our guy Nick Driscoll in there. Uh-huh. And Driscoll, like Fowler, says, not today, not on fourth down. You're not going to block me today. And so now he's back in Gardner Minshew's lap, and he's, you know, basically making him throw the ball away. But the way this team is able to create turnovers, the way they're able to keep playing They keep shuffling guys in and out of the lineup. They're trying to figure out if McKenzie Alexander's any good. You know It's not his fault. Oh, wait, the ball goes inside. It's a catch. Okay, get right on the field. We're going to shift Bland back into the inside. I mean, they are doing everything in their power. They're taking a guy they've had for, what, 10 days and throwing him out there at receiver on third and 30 and saying, listen, bro, you go down there as fast as you can. You're going to have to probably beat an all-pro corner to get there. And by the way, the safety's going to turn the wrong way. So just keep running as fast as you can until he turns back around. And then the ball's down the field. You guys were talking about Dak. You're absolutely right about that. That's. It's just a very resilient football
2: team uh, to win that game the other day. It's interesting. They've been talking about resilience as kind of the theme uh, throughout the season, it goes back to training camp when the coach had been talking to them about this term and saying this over and over. And literally week one, they lose their quarterback. And so when you look at this team and what they've been able to do this year, I think resilient is about the best way you can put it uh, for them. Let's talk about a couple moments, because I do think, Brian, you mentioned that that last drive. But I think there were the two final drives that the Cowboys had where, in my opinion, Boy, they made some really questionable decisions and some of those decisions could have cost them. But I wanted to get your opinions. Let's start first. It was following the interception by Daron Bland uh roughly 306 left in the fourth quarter. Uh game's tied 34-34. First and 10 at the Philadelphia 34. It's an incomplete pass. They decide to throw the ball. Second and 10, uh, they get a 5-yard pass to Brown. So it gets third and 5 at the Philadelphia 29 with 228 left in the game. Again, they opt to pass, incompletion. They end up having to kick a 48-yard field goal. They do take the lead 37-34, but they leave 224 on the clock. Nick, and you and I were talking about it in the mm-hmm. press box. What were your thoughts in that moment? Because going back to last week, the coach said we were trying to be aggressive. We wanted to go ahead and win the game. Seems like that was the same mantra this week. What do you think? I don't I
3: don't agree with it. I think that you got to either – uh, burn some timeouts for for the Eagles, or get it to the two minute warning, or both. And and I think that the, the the next drive showed you just that they have abilities to run the football without running it right up the middle. Either it's Dak, it could be Tony Pollard on the outside, it could be different things. But do something that that you can still run, be somewhat aggressive, but at the same time you you're forcing the Eagles to make a decision.
5: Yeah, he's I mean four minute football is not. Great for this team at times, especially the last two weeks. And I think you got away with one this week. I to me it again, it's about the condition of your team. It's about the condition of your defense. It's like I I even Gardner Minshew, they're they're really not without Jalen Hurts, you could kind of see they're a different running team. They it it's it was three yards of carry without Jalen Hurts. I mean Dallas is so now it turns into all this playing pass defense. You're trying to figure out the secondary. They've got guys at Smith making leaping catches, mm-hmm. over the head catches, Dallas Goddard. I mean, you just don't want to put your defense back through that. And so, I mean, the la- that that drive and the last 207 of the game, you know, where Dak runs out of yeah, bounds and you're like, God, why? And <laughs> you know, they still got timeouts and there's still time left. And I got to the point where we were talking about myself and Zach Wolchuk. Do you go for it on fourth down and just try and kill it here? Do you just try and get the call your maybe your best two point play and try and score a touchdown here and end the game? But kicking the field goal was, you know, it it was the right thing considering how fast Philadelphia moved down the field. Mm -hmm. You know, so that those are the things that give you that that pause of, man, you got game in hand, you've got the turnovers, and now you're putting your team back in harm's way. I that uh, that was tough. I think they got really fortunate the way that game ended there.
4: What's confusing to me is, I mean, we know the team; they know the team. We don't we don't know them as well as they do, mm-hmm. but we we got a pretty good hand of the team. And to me, when we're watching the game, any game, and it comes down to like a questionable decision, it seems clear to us as we're watching it. Oh, they should have done this, or they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I like. Why do they not have this? Like, why do they not see the game as we see them see it as as well? You know.
2: Yeah. Well, to me, I think it's coach talked about it last week, and it is completely different lenses. And by the way, one's not necessarily right over the other. It's just how you prefer it. He, I think, is opting to say we're going to be aggressive, and and we're going to say that even if it doesn't work out our way, we're going for the win. And by the way, sometimes the analytics tells you be aggressive. I don't know that I agree with that in this situation. I didn't agree with it last week either. But but at the end of the day, it worked out for him this week, right?
5: Well, he told you all you needed to know. He went for it on fourth and seven, you know. And and you're fortunate that T.Y. Hilton draws a a pass or defensive holding penalty Mm -hmm. there because that's one of those things you're kind of like in a game like this, just punt it. Punt it and, and see if see if you can hold him, see if you can get a stop. But him staying aggressive and all that, I mean it's it I really thought he was gonna go for it on fourth down. I really thought I'm like, man, he he's Calls it no moss. I thought he was in that no moss moment where it's like call play. Let's see if we can if we pin him, we pin him, and we'll see if we can play. But that man, that's a that's a
2: rough that's a rough rough way to operate right there for sure. Ironically, Nick, you were kind of having that same kind of back and forth. Should they go for it yeah. here? Because you were thinking the same thing. What were your thoughts? Well,
3: on? I was trying to you know do math, which is never a good thing. But <laughs> I was like you know you, you 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 kick a field goal and you put them to the twenty five, and they've got to score seventy. They got to go seventy five yards to beat you. Uh, if you go for it, you could put them away, and if not, you put them at the one. Yeah. So now one or two. So now you've got to go sixty-five yards yeah. for them to get a field goal. You know, yeah. and and they're pinned back, and their play calling is not going to be the same play calling. It just can't. I mean, especially when you right tackle the way it right is compromised. I mean, that, that's yeah. a safety if you if you hold in the end zone. So it's going to be quick, quick, quick. And I think that it'll take them a little longer to get there. So. Yeah, I was th- I was thinking maybe just just try to put well, it, put it away.
5: If you if you would pen, you, you think about penning them if they have no timeouts. Yeah, but
3: right. right. That's but that's they the did, thing. They that that they that's all those, yeah. when
5: I was going through it in my mind, and I I try and play these games. Like, okay, how would you know, like uh, to me the best that ever was was the Bill Parcells. Parcells had a guy named Ray Hanley that was responsible, you know, in the Giants days, the Super Bowl days, where he. Ray, you go, Ray, click over Ray. How many do I need? How many first down? You need one, coach. You need one first down, and you can carry it. You know, and so you're talking through all this stuff. But when they have timeouts left, I'm thinking like, man, you probably have to kick the field goal here because you can't, you can't just, you know, you can't just if you made them burn them all, then you pin them. Now you're it's a little bit different. They've got they can't throw the ball in the middle of the field. The stuff's going up the sidelines and things like that. So um that's that's part of not getting all those timeouts off the
2: board. Yeah. And you look at that, that you that, that following yeah. uh, drive there where uh it was after the fumble recovery. So they've yeah. gotten the field goal, they've taken the lead. 207. They get a left, fumble. Yeah. yeah, they get a fumble, two oh sevens left, they got a three-point lead, and then on first and nineteen, Great run by Dak. Yeah, Dak runs out of bounds. Yeah, gives them the timeout basically, basically stopping the clock there. And then you get to a situation where it's first and goal, and Dallas opts to throw instead of run. Yeah, they get a negative nine yards on a sack, sack. and and it just kind of to me, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking that's first and goal at the five. Why are you not running the ball? Yeah, I mean, do you guys think that in some of these instances maybe they're just not? I'm okay with throwing it because
3: it's one second to go. It doesn't matter doesn't matter if it's incomplete because it's, it's close there morning. to the two minute warning. But but don't take a 9-yard sack. Yeah. I mean, I felt like Dak was get was thinking about last week and being like, "Oh, yeah. I should have taken a sack or whatever." Yeah. No, just throw it. Don't give 9 yards cuz they they probably score a touchdown if it's yeah. second down or third down, maybe fourth yeah. down at that point. Yeah. It was hard to get back through there, so I think he just had a mental lapse there those two plays. Two plays.
2: Yeah, that's also my my thought though. I, I agree with you it didn't matter to throw or pass in that instance, but the way I look at it is your running game with Zeke Elliott, you can pick up those short yards. Even if if on that run, he picks up two. And now you're second and goal at the three. I think at that point, I'm just continuing to pound the ball. I already have a three-point lead. My goal at that point is to take all the timeouts and to believe the clock as much as I can. And if i got to kick a field goal, great, but I'm going to leave them in as worse a position as possible. Right. You know?
5: Yeah. uh, These officials, though, with Alex Alex Kemp, and I I don't want to make it, but the whole game, you know, they let them play. Oh, yeah. They really let them play. Because on the third and seven call with minute 50 – Dalton Schultz gets called. They, they they hold him. They tackle him in the end zone, and they don't call it. So you're thinking, like, you know, they're probably looking at They're going to watch the tape and see that. And they're going to go, well, okay, that's par for the course. But Parsons got held. You know, Tyron Smith was holding in the game. It, it was They were letting him play. That was letting him play. And so if you're thinking you're going to get a call on third and seven in the end zone that could have maybe give you the first down and killed that game, no. These officials were going to let the players decide it.
2: Let's go ahead and, uh, oh, real quick before we go to break, though, I did want to ask just a bigger picture question about game management. Are you concerned? These last yes. two games, there have been some yeah. some bad decisions, or yeah. I shouldn't say that. There have been some different decisions than what we would have made. Right. That being said, how concerned are you about it?
5: Oh, I'm concerned just because – but I'm a media guy. I was once involved with – I've never was a coach. I mean, I was a coach in college, but not in the NFL level. But I've been around enough games to where I know how you're supposed to, like, keep clock moving. The clock can be your ally in this way. And, you know, if you can make them burn timeouts and put them in a different situation, then you can maybe dictate the game in your direction. I'm absolutely concerned because I've seen it back-to-back weeks – one week they got away with it, the other week they didn't get away with it. I I think that's the thing that you you know, these games, they they play they play the games like this. These games, these playoff games are gonna be we saw basically Tampa last night mm-hmm. and their situation and how they needed the clock and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I'm 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 a little bit concerned.
4: I understand their, their mentality, but it does scare me because they haven't shown consistency in it. And when it comes, it's just, you're cutting it close now. We're about to end the season, and it, it, that's it. When you get to the playoffs, that it's going to come down to that. And I, it scares me that it comes out to a moment like that, the, the last few minutes of a game. And they tend to play games that are pretty close, so you know those are crucial moments there. And some of those decisions that seem clear to us while we're watching it but I get their aggressiveness. I just it does scare me, and I hope I don't know. Because then, if they're too conservative too, then you criticize that as mm-hmm. well. So it's just like it's not a win-win situation here. So it's just either way, you're gonna get criticized. So I, I'd rather them be aggressive, but I don't know. It's just it's, well, it's one
5: a week plan. they're aggressive, and the next week they're not. That's kind of, that's it but you know, I mean, the they went the third and ten, that, yeah. they, I mean, like I say, I'm surprised he didn't go for it on fourth down. I think the only reason he didn't go for it on fourth down, because they had that timeout left, mm-hmm. but you could have gotten rid of that by the way you sequenced your plays. You could have, you could have made them burn their timeout. I think out. there's
4: a way to be aggressive, but also be a little smarter about it.
5: Nick? No, I'm
3: not really concerned. I think they're, you know, they've, I think a lot of times we look at clock management when it's when it's bad. And I think there's a lot of times that just when it goes, you know, like in Houston game, you go down, you go down, you score 25 seconds to go, whatever. Like, you know, I think a lot of times it's pretty good. Uh, I'm not too worried about it, but yeah, like Amber said, it, it, it is a balance of being like, I want to be aggressive. When do I pull back? When and, and it's not the easiest thing in the world to have a mentality that, that does kind of go back and forth. So, I mean, these games are going to be close. We know it. The playoff game, yeah. it's going to come down to the end. It's yeah. going, and if it's in Tampa Bay, it's definitely going to come down to the <laughs> no end. No
2: doubt about it. And yeah. so
3: that's just – you You better not leave. And, and I think you have to be super aggressive there because if you don't and if you just give them chances, then well, you're not going to win. Yeah. yeah, when
2: you're playing that kind of team, yeah. I think you're right, yeah. To
5: your point, though, is if you're Mike McCarthy and you lose that game to Tom Brady, say – the last, and you're like your argument is or if the media asks well why did you do this we're playing against Tom Brady. Right. Mm-hmm. History will tell you that man is going to do it. You know, mm-hmm. 50% of his career has been played in Super Bowls. Just so think about that. Yep. Okay? Let's not act like that uh you know that <laughs> we're crazy. playing like, you know, you're you're playing uh, somebody different, you know, but anyway, yeah, you you can get away. You have to coach games differently against Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes—you have to coach game. You have to play outside the box because your argument is like, "Hey, look who we're playing against." Mm-hmm. You think? Do you think I want to give them any any time? No, I'm, I'm not.
3: So you rooting for the Packers?
2: Yes, I am too. Yeah, get I, in. I would love I would love for there to be teams below us in the seating who are good teams or teams that can knock. Bigger yeah. teams off. I mean, like I, yes, Aaron Rodgers
3: could go to yeah, Minnesota or love San Francisco that. and beat somebody.
5: Well, yeah. the the thing about it is though, too, to to me, I think the Commanders are that team. I the I Commanders,
2: how, I th- what's happening? But with their quarterback situation now, if they, is they, got, be they guy, got they got they got worked.
5: Don't. They got worked in that Giants game on a call. They and, and San Francisco, nobody wants to play. You know that situation. You were gonna see. You get the win against the Giants. Put yourself in what the position the Giants are in right now. Yeah. You know they lost last week. So that, you know if you're the if you're the Commanders, you're got the eight wins. You're probably gonna go lose to San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna lose.
3: They just did. Yeah.
5: But but that's the thing about it is now to me the Commanders are the team that could beat Philadelphia. They've did it. They went to Philadelphia and won a game. So I'm thinking, beat Minnesota. Go go be the lower seed. Go win the game at, at Philadelphia. I think that That's makes a of, what ton of I was sense
2: if Wince isn't the quarterback, but it looks like they're going back to Wentz. I don't think they, stay, they are. You don't think they're going to? I don't think they're going back to Wentz. Did they well, they, they went back to him in this last game. I know, but, and, and but, but I, it but, made it. They made it seem like, or at least what I've been Rivera reading, was like very like I don't don't read this like he yeah, was kind of like, if they go back to him I th- I have no nah, they won't thoughts. they won't go back to Wentz. They, they stick they with they won't go back to Wince they absolutely will not these other
3: guys are better. He's yeah. a better quarterback for whatever
2: he, reason he they they've been responding. Like the team better
5: responds for that team. Yeah. Yeah. But but you're right. The way the Packers, the thing about Packers, I don't trust them on defense. Yeah. And even yeah. though they played well against Miami yesterday, well, Miami was just it's two Miami just two just was just the what was, ball he was he doing, doing yesterday? Yeah. I don't
2: know what that was about there in that last two were throwing of a game. to you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're gonna take the final break. I mean, uh, the second first break when, <laughs> when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about the offense, dive into uh, the running game, and talk a little bit about T.Y. Hilton provided something for this team that maybe they haven't had to this point. We'll talk about that when we come back DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure.
2: Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys?
3: It's only right that the best fans in the whole world go out out of this world gear. Visit the local Dallas Cowboys Pro (laughs) Shop, log on to dallascowboys.com, a fanatic's experience. Grab Cowboys Nation-worthy hoodies, tees, accessories, and more.
2: There you go. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break Life from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment brought to you by blockchain.com. Let's talk about the offense, the running game in particular. Yesterday, I mean, I'm sorry, Saturday, Zeke Elliott uh, ran 16 times for 55 yards, a 3.4 average, and a touchdown. Tony Pollard had nine carries for 19 yards, 2.1 average. After the game, when we were talking to Zeke, he made mention of the fact that the running game just wasn't there on Saturday. Dak had forty one. He did, and I didn't bring that up specifically because that's a whole different conversation for me. A good thing about the running game I'm okay. I'm I how do you guys feel about what happened with the running backs and what what was the issue? Was it a situation where literally it was just Philadelphia was just stopping them or these, the offensive line just couldn't get these
5: get these tackles and linebackers and ends, if you don't hold blocks with these guys, they will make every single tackle there will be times when they were getting pushed and guys are falling off and then you know it's like a chance to cut the ball and then I, this this was not one of the better games for uh Connor McGovern it just mm-hmm. wasn't I mean it and but he wasn't alone Tyron Smith Martin they all had those one or two plays where it's blocking 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 and then you just these guys are so powerful on the other side that they get off their block and then they make a tackle for a gain of two or a gain of three. So a lot of lack of sustain in this game, and they couldn't get guys up sometimes on the linebackers, which really was a problem. That's why that their uh, their linebacker uh, Edwards had so many tackles in this game. I think he had fourteen of them, That's... where he just they could not get a guy to him quick enough.
3: This is why they're thirteen and two. I mean, like yeah. they're really good because yeah. they always have an athletic, healthy, fresh. Defensive linemen out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, there's not just four guys that play there for yeah. them. It's seven, eight guys. Yeah. It's a really good rotation that doesn't ever seem to drop off. I mean, you throw in, you know, some really talented Pro Bowl type guys that are backing up. So yeah, that they've they've stacked their their D line well.
4: You know, I didn't have a tr- uh, a problem with the Cowboys struggling in the running game per se because it showed me that they can get it done with the passing game, and sometimes. I feel that when they struggle in the running game, they tend to play bad. Like, when they don't have that kind of balance, they struggle on offense. So the fact that they came out with, what was it, 40 points total, that that makes me very happy to see that they can keep it going and make it work with just relying mainly on the passing game and Dak Prescott.
5: I'm glad they kept trying. I was yeah. I wasn't against it and like you say if the, the big difference in this game too was you know when you watch the Eagles play Jalen Hurts gets 50 60 80 100 yards running and then all of a sudden it supplements what they're doing in the running game. Well, running game looks terrible with your running backs but then your quarterback is escaping, yeah. he's scrambling, he's getting 11 yards, he's getting 10, you know, he's getting yardage, you know, on the on the the final drive, he's getting yardage on that play. You know, I'm fine with that. You know, it, just keep after it. Just don't complete. I think there was an administration before that might have just abandoned this mm-hmm. thing and said, "Okay, we got to throw it every down now." And then you might have been fine. But you also might have been in a situation where your quarterback's getting hit like he did and the ball's flying up in the air, and luckily Biotis just rips it out of the guy's hands on the ground so you don't have a turnover play at midfield. Game. That's yeah. the play of the game. Yeah. You
3: don't get that. You do not win. Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's. I mean literally, Tyron Smith, I mean, they both tackles get beat and the ball's flying in the air and you're like going, this is not good. And Tyler Biotis on the ground just rips it out of the guy's hands, but... You keep putting Dak back there passing against this this uh, defensive line. I would rather just keep trying to run two, three, four yards a shot. That fourth and one play was really creative too. But but what they did with the you know putting the, the putting the tight uh, end right there like they were going to run it off tackle or run it inside. Because you get collapse, and then all of a sudden, now you got four guys blocking two, mm-hmm. and now the ball's out the sidelines. Yeah. So, it's creative ways of running the football when you have to, and it's not going. Yeah,
3: well. I really like that play because a lot of times they bring these tight ends. They're like, "All right, Jumbo, yeah. you know yeah. our beef against yours," and it's not. It's not good enough. But those tight ends, McEwen, Hendershot, Ferguson, mm. they're leaping over into the kettles. I yeah. mean, they, they, they're they athletic. They yeah. can move like that, and yeah. that is a good play for them because they got them on the move. Yeah,
4: a yeah. touchdown with Zeke, how they blocked. Oh, that oh, yeah. was Cuen freaking just, beautiful. The yeah. way, that was so clean. They
3: mowed so over the Eagles. So yeah,
4: They yeah, opened yeah. that hole perfectly for yeah. Zeke. So, and, th- and those were those yeah. two tight was that ends only play? The job there.
3: Jason Peters? yes. His only play of the game yeah. comes yeah. in. And they could have
5: gotten him for a legal motion. Oh, what did he, he do? <laughs> he, was, he was kind of... <laughs> kind of leaned a little bit. He was kind of got down to a four-point stance, and he lost his balance. Oh. <laughs> and he went forward as the ball was basically oh. being
2: snapped. Oh, gosh. Billy Bob did that in Varsity Blues. <laughs> he did, yeah. yeah he just yeah, That could in. be a problem. He had a concussion, so yeah. that was it. A little so. different. A little different, yeah. 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 All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about T.Y. Hilton. 52 yard reception on third and 30. Everything about that is just ridiculous. Drew a
5: defensive holding on Uh, fourth and seven, too. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I I will say this, and I I, I looked at the game, I went back and watched that play after the game because there was a lot of talk from the Eagles fans about that play and uh, Darius even said something about it basically saying if you don't know football don't don't comment. What's he blamed Joseph. Basically what he was saying was that Safety. basically he's saying he, is Joseph Scott. he was yeah. in he was in zone coverage. Yeah. And it looked like he did have zone coverage it, there and uh, didn't necess- it wasn't a cover yeah. 4. It looked like it was kind of cover 2 yeah. and he just kind of was going to, you know, be there a little closer in. And then the safety was supposed to get over. Yeah. If that's the case, it was just a great play. I mean, it was just a great call. Because in cover two, that is a, a a part in the zone where you can actually, if you can hit them before that safety can get over there, you can get a big play on the outside. I don't know if Darius Slay was necessarily the culprit. Either way, great play for the Dallas Cowboys. Big play. And to me, and the question for you guys is, is that, what Ty Hilton can do for you on a consistent basis that adds something this offense doesn't really have. What if
5: I told you guys on that play your wide receivers were Gallup, Turpin, mm-hmm. Hilton, Schultz, and and then uh, Zeke. No, 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 Lamb on the field mm-hmm. at that play. Okay. No, that was that was the, okay. You, <laughs> so you're trying to get it. I mean, yeah. you're, you're by putting Hilton. And turpin on the field, you're trying to get sometimes you get the them, yeah. sometimes it's the check down Charlie, it's a seven yards and you punt. Yeah. That particular play, and it was a really good pickup too by Zeke, you know, being in there and helping pick up. But it yeah, the uh, the, the inside, the safety to the inside was Scott, number thirty-three. And he initially looks like he's good, like he's gonna help. And then he flips the other way, and he was completely lost. Mm-hmm. And that's where, that's where he, he tries to adjust. By him looking the other way, it got Hilton far enough down the field – to where he couldn't come over and make the play. So sometimes, Slade was blaming Scott. I'll, yeah, I'll give you the name. Yeah. He's blaming he the guy. Was. He was blaming he was the like, guy. And so, hey, if you know football, it yeah, it yeah, It wasn't was, me. He was the original Shaggy. It wasn't me. You know. But, so that's that's that's. Sometimes you have to catch breaks. You know, third and thirty. I mean, two percent chance. You know, There's a, a better percent chance of throwing an interception there yeah. than there is completing
3: well, that ball. What well, And it's a better it, – it's a really bad percentage to say, hey, go catch this ball 52 yards down the field and don't use your hands. yeah, <laughs> Just catch it right off your wrist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know – and I get this every game. Every time Dak throws a deep ball, I get this because I have made the statement that I don't believe Dak is a great deep ball thrower. That might have been his best deep throw he's ever had. I mean, he – Chunked that thing. I'm right saying something on, yeah. bad. He he really did. He threw it, <laughs> and I mean he was like, I'm throwing this as far as I can and as hard as I can, and that's that's what makes that catch even more impressive because he he stood well, in there and chunked.
5: To it. your but, point, he he kept him in bounds too. We've seen Dak make long sideline throws where the guys he, sure. it's too wide, it's too
2: near, you know. So and let's also be clear about this. I think for a, when you have a guy like T. Y. Hilton it makes the deep ball throw an easier throw for the quarterback because it's like Randy Moss. It's those kind of receivers where basically the receiver's like, just chunk it. I'll go get it. And T.Y. talked about it after the game. Mm -hmm. He was like, he just threw it out there to me, and then I got to go get it. And so when you got a guy that has that kind of crazy speed, he can go get it. And so it makes it look like it's a great throw when really the quarterback just has to literally back up, take your drop, and just sling it and let the receiver run.
5: I guarantee you that's the only deep ball – that Dak has thrown to T.Y. Hilton since he's been here? Do you think in practice they ever aired one out like that? You know, to me, that doesn't seem like one of those that you would like, okay, just run as fast as you can and we're going to throw it down
3: there. Well, the players had said in practice that, yeah, he's – He's definitely showed he still had the speed. I don't know yeah. if he was throwing it to yeah.
2: him. But okay. He,
3: but he, yeah. somehow he showed the players. Maybe I was
2: just. Speed. The players were like, yeah, we got
3: something here. Yeah. But I don't know if it was Dak throwing it to him.
5: Yeah. yeah. I just wonder about that sometimes. But, you know, it, it's crazy that you. But they set the play up, they put personnel on the field that could all run. See, I, and, and so,
3: I, I love Turpin in the slot like that because then that's that's what you you can yep. blame the safety all you want to, but that guy knows number nine's coming up. He's got to pay attention to yeah, him yep. a little and, bit. So yeah. that even if it's just a second late getting over, it's because you put Turpin in the slot. And that's we, what I love about that. And
2: you start thinking about what you can do with stuff like that when you got, you know, the guy on the outside it's TY mm-hmm. and he's going on a nine route, mm-hmm. and then you 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 run basically a post route with, with the Turpin. guy in the slot with Turpin. Yeah. And let's assume for a second you put CD on the field and you got him over on the other side of the field. What what are you going to do, defense? Like, because mm-hmm. somebody's going to get open here, mm-hmm. and and you can make some, you can get some big hits on some plays like that. I think that's where T.Y. Hilton adds a new dimension to this offense that we really haven't been able to see to this point.
4: Yeah, it was like Beckham. Who? Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm still salty about the whole situation. Um, but no, that's exactly <laughs> what the Cowboys were missing, and yeah. they got it. And it's impressive. Now he set the bar very, very high, and I expect nothing less than catches like those. So keep it up, and it's exciting to have a guy like him with the speed that he has because that is the one number, like Nick mentioned, that is the one thing that all of these guys have commented about him is how fast this guy is and the fact that he showed the ability that he still has without playing all year basically Right? Yeah. He's been out yeah. recovering. So that just shows imagine him getting a few more weeks of work in. I bet he's a lot better once the playoffs get here and th- he's going to be making those plays that the Cowboys were lacking. I think
5: you have to use him stuff in the underneath too. I think he's so capable of making those plays third and four, third and five. You get in those kind of those, uh, what are we going to call, run pass kind of things and you play action it and you hit him out of a bunch formation. Someone's trying to chase him. Uh, he's, he's, he's really good at those kinds of plays as
2: well. And the thing about that is that 52-yard pass – That's going to – defenses will be watching that, and they're thinking, I'm playing off. Like, I'm not necessarily going up tight. So that's going to create those openings for some of those underneath throws. So, yeah, he's got – I think he adds a new dimension to your offense and gives you just one more playmaker that you get the ball in his hand in space. He can do something with it.
3: Uh, This is always funny because Broadus was like, hey, you know, who's going to make a play on third and four for you? And I was just like, well, third and 30, you know who's going to do it. Third and 30. I mean, I sit next to Todd Archer – from the ESPN, and he he charts every play, and the guy had it announced third and thirty, and he goes, the Cowboys are seven of fifteen on third downs, and he goes, I'm just going to write seven and sixteen right now because they're not they're not getting this, and yeah. it's usually checked down, Charlie, like yeah. you said, Schultz yeah. for eight, yeah, yeah. you know, you no, know? or a off draw. Off
4: topic, I mean, not off, completely off topic, but I kind of feel bad for James Washington. I mean, why? Yeah. Poor guy. What do you mean? Why? I mean, I, I mean because
2: it's it's the, the crazy part. Is, well, I shouldn't say crazy part. We all know the NFL no, 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 is, it is a, what it is.
4: Yeah. It is what it is. But I'm saying I feel I feel bad because he's been since training camp. Well, out of sight, something. But out,
5: out of sight, out of mind, though. Yeah. Yeah. They got to the point where they were even thinking about if he was available. Maybe they don't talk about going to get Ty Hilton, or maybe they don't talk about Odell Beckham but they kind of realized that man we need something here and you know it, it's it's really out of sight out of mind i mean you know you mean he when it, it's unfortunate he breaks his foot yeah and they and they were to the point where well he's ready he's ready but they were not interested i mean they were thinking something completely different from him
4: well that's uh, the thing yeah. is i like, they've held on to him this long he's he's been healthy for a while and then they used him Two weeks ago, what was it for? Like one play? Yeah, he's, only, like he's that. only played. I'm just saying. I'm Houston. listen. I've, I've I haven't. He's not my type of receiver. Hmm. But the thing is, it, it's just I do feel bad in the way that and it, it's the business. Well, whatever.
5: Yeah, you wonder but now it, if he's the 53rd player. Yeah, yeah. yeah if yeah. they if they have to go. If they have to elevate somebody or they have to go in a position now with Hilton, I mean everybody it's all, oh, hey, look at this shiny new toy we have over here. And hey, look at this guy we've only given three games to or two games to. Mm. You know, we we know what he is. Now we need to move back over here. I wouldn't be surprised if they needed a player. I'm not saying I'm just saying he's probably the guy that they would look at first if they had to bring on somebody off the roster or on the roster
2: and they needed a spot. That's just my opinion. Yeah, it makes me think that something they saw at some point, whether it's camp before he got hurt or since he's been healthy and not playing... Something they saw made them say, like, he ain't really the guy that Whoa. we need right now. Yeah. Because they still were out there, and they were looking yeah. for other options. So, to me, it just kind of says they weren't they weren't impressed enough, and and this is just the result well, of that.
5: Well, what happened, we were all watching those OTA and minicamp practices. Yeah. He, just, Him and Tolbert, they just weren't available. They just yeah. never yeah. were available. And so you never got a feel for, like, well, could he be that guy? Could he be the guy? And then all of a sudden, you don't see them all of OTAs and minicamps. We get out to Oxnard. The first practice, we're all settling in. He breaks his foot, and now we're all like, "Well, what do you have in this guy?" You know, and everybody was asking Stephen Jones and them mm-hmm. at the at the you know at the at the, me, at the party meet-up party. Hey, you have to go get a guy. You have to go get a guy. And They're like, "No, we're cool. No, we're cool." Yeah. Well, what do they eventually have to do, they went and got a guy. Yeah, they went and they were talking about Odell Beckham, and then they went and got this guy.
2: All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Let's flip to the defensive side of the ball. Talk a little bit about that. We'll do that and come back when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio.
5: The season is
0: finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning
4: Back
1: to the break.
3: Even after Christmas, you can give the gift of the Dallas Cowboys with a Cowboys United membership. Give hmm. your super fan an annual fan club membership and a fan pack for as little as $20. Tis the season. Learn more at dallascowboys.com slash united.
2: Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Starless Talk Defense. Uh Saturday, this defense gave up, or they allowed, I'm sorry, they they actually had four turnovers that they forced, uh, but they had zero sacks. Should have had five turnovers. Barr dropped a ball he should have had. Yeah, oh, no doubt about that. They had zero sacks, zero quarterback hits, uh, and allowed 355 passing yards against Gardner Minshew. So give me your thoughts on this defense after watching that game.
5: I'll tell you what. That ball, they would get into their twist stunts, and the ball was gone. That's how fast it was going in this game. And teams have figured that out. Don't let this team pass rush you. And it doesn't matter. You can move Parsons around and stuff like that. Uh, You know, there was some pressure. Mitchie was having to move around, he made some incredible throws playing backwards. You know, he made some you know, the the the, th- the throws. That final drive, they kind of got to him. You started to see when the, when Lane Johnson came out of the game, you started to see okay, now some problems are are happening for this for this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's an excellent offensive line. The skill players are tremendous. You know, the way with Brown Smith, the tight end. Any ball in their direction, they're going to catch. But as you watch, I'm trying to think, why Why no pass rush? Why no pass rush? Their line is good, but the ball is getting out so quick. I, I swear, I was watching it there, and I'm like, I counted maybe four or five times where Cowboys were running a twist stunt, and the stunt didn't even have a chance to get completed. I mean, it was like in the infancy of it. Just move, move, ball out. And you're like going, okay. I'm getting what's going on here, especially, and you're, you're you're compromised on the back end. I think the combination of right, you know, and bland. I think that's the one they need to stick with because they covered better when those two were playing in the in the game. But uh, yeah, it's tough when the ball's coming out that quick. It really, really is.
4: Yeah, and there were times. Now that you mentioned that, maybe that was it. What I was watching because there were times where I was looking at it and I I'm like, man, they look slow. The defense, the defensive line, when they're rushing or like going, even Micah Parsons, there were times where he was he just looked slow coming up, you know, with the snap. But uh, maybe that's the reason why, because of the quarterback getting rid of the ball so fast. It is.
5: It's. It's. It's not the. It's not. It's. It's. It's my best reasoning right now. It's my best reasoning. If you get up and play press coverage and make guys have to win, you they're not teams are not the receivers are in routes and the ball is out. I mean, it is like, whether it's out, a slant, you know, curls. I mean, they're getting the ball out so fast. And that Gardner Minshew, in the times when he was, like I say, he was going backwards. And he's throwing it sidearm, and he's, you know, he's on back foot, and he's throwing it over the middle, and Smith makes a great catch. Or I'll tell you something about Micah. He wore Dallas Goddard out in the running game, though. Dallas Goddard didn't block him one time in the running game. There were several times where he was just you know slant, slant, slant coming in, working around him. But you know, I mean, that's the pass rush. Yeah, it's something you have to get. But if you can't hold up, it's hand in hand. If your guys in the back aren't holding up, then it's a problem because your rush can't get home to to affect the pass.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it does come down to these corners as well. When you're facing these receivers that are playmakers, I mean, Devonte Smith, AJ Brown, they're playmakers. So get the ball to them quickly, mm-hmm. and and that's where the advantage is. Not everybody obviously has the those two guys, yeah. but Jacksonville had some yeah. uh, enough to to throw it uh, quickly. And I think it just comes down to the cornerbacks playing. You know, it's got to be the scheme, but the cornerbacks playing close to the line of scrimmage and making the tackle. Yeah, if you could do that. And then, you you know, even that is going to be a minimal two, three yard gain. It's still going to put them in third and long uh, some of the time. So mm. I think it, it still comes down to the cornerbacks and the cornerbacks making tackles on the outside.
5: Well, the Cowboys aren't getting any penalties either, too. They're not getting any, like, holding calls. And, and they got some calls early in the year. But you got some holdings and you set teams back. They're just mm-hmm. not getting those calls that they were earlier in the year, too. Let me
3: say something about uh, Nation Wright. Uh, he to me is very impressive with the fact that he's a smart player mm-hmm. like you can tell he did some things the last two games you just you can just see a guy that's a young player that knows the rules understands mm-hmm. he knows if i hit him if i just make contact before he goes out of bounds mm-hmm. that clock's that clock's gonna keep going he may he's making the, the move yeah last week against jacksonville the guy yeah. makes a catch yeah. on on the ground he lets him get up mm-hmm. and then tackle him. Time. more seconds yeah. more time yeah not saying about anybody else. I'm just saying he is a smart, young football player. Yeah. He's got size. He's He might be they're, they're, too tall to play the yeah. position, but I, he, he handles it pretty well. well. I will say
2: this, and I, I mentioned this to you in the game as well. It was a similar thing from the standpoint of him providing run support. He's a really good tackler out there on the outside. They're better, talking about that. They're
5: yeah. better with, with Wilson and Bland and those guys playing in the second. You got Kurse. Heck, they put four. They put four safeties out there on the field one time. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to just trying to mix some things up and 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 try and help. But you got you got corners that that can make up if if seven is not always interested in tackling, the other dudes in that secondary are. And I think that helps you. Would you
3: be, would you in the off season would you entertain the thought about Israel Mokwamu as a corner?
2: You've been saying that since camp. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against it because I think they gotta. They gotta think about their cornerback position because after next year, they may not have Brown. They yeah. may not have Lewis. So I think they gotta start thinking about like where is his best. And yeah. you got enough safeties. I mean, yeah, you got enough safeties. Only, Maybe it is a thought.
3: Well, you know, Don Wilson is a free agent, so that that's hey, not gonna. I'm be... thinking
2: they're resigning him, right? Oh,
5: well, that's.
3: I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I well, mean, I, I
5: think yeah. you do bring back Joseph. That's just me. I tweeted this out earlier. I, I think he's your special teams guy now, but I think you give him one more run. I don't. I mean, people <laughs> saying he's a bust and all that. I know, but to me, <laughs> to me, it's just
4: that's he, where he drew the most penalties.
5: Just on special teams. Just give it a go. Give it. I mean,
2: like, yeah, and, and at this this point, I, I I will say this, Brian. You
5: at give it point, a go, and he busts again in the preseason. Then you could just move on. Or maybe he's a better. Maybe he becomes your 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 your. Godwin or Goodwin, whatever, yeah. Mike Goodwin is, the you know, the C. special J. team, yeah. CJ Goodwin guy. Maybe he becomes
2: that guy. Is this about the fact that or oh, I'll put it to you like this, if he was not a second round pick, would you be thinking that or is this one of those things where you're like, hey, I just I just gotta give it one more I, try because at some point somebody thought he could play. I don't think I I, I
5: if we all trust Dan Quinn and Will McClay, they're the two guys that they didn't go down to San Antonio, UT San Antonio, and look at the Woolen kid who's doing it great things up there. He's the same. He's a long, tall corner that yeah. they would have probably absolutely loved. Woolen is an, uh, a Pro Bowl player in Seattle. They went to a workout in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm going to be willing to give them the benefit of the doubt in this way, that if you think that this guy could play – We'll give him a, We'll give him one more year and go from there. If it doesn't work, we'll move on. There's this. Nick will remind you of every second round pick that never <laughs> ever played here. You know, and he'll it, just be on the list. Yeah, if, if that's exactly. the case, exactly. Tony yeah. Dixon. How about that tackle we drafted that Parcells drafted from uh, USC? Jacob Rogers. Jacob Rogers never played. That
3: every yeah. time we think about moving from left tackle to right tackle, I think about him because mm-hmm. it took him an entire year. Yeah, like he wasn't going to do it in a whole year. It took him, and it was just like like. He couldn't play.
5: Can't do it. Yeah. was told he he's everything you hate in an offensive lineman and he still drafted him.
3: <laughs> he never played. Never played. Mm.
2: All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. So we'll be back tomorrow. We're gonna actually dive into Tennessee tomorrow. We'll do offense what? and defense tomorrow oh. uh, for Tennessee because it's gonna be you our ready? last show of the week you before ready, we ready? head out sure, to Tennessee why not? for Thursday night game. Till then for Nicky, Eden Brian brought us Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.